Back at it again. It's the Dallas Buyers Club. Jordan Amati, Patrick Gallagher, Blake Higgerson. Yeah. Getting into business. What it do, my dudes? All right, man. Kind of a, been a little bit of a break. I mean, we did get a show in earlier. Now we're yeah, getting yeah. a show in a little later. But we're getting it in. We're getting it in. Yeah. We're getting it in. All right, man. So uh, we had to get a show in earlier because uh, you had a little trip planned. So, I mean, let's get with the catch-up. And right. George, let's just down on the Disney, man. Disney World. Disney World. It is actually, I did not expect to have as much fun as I did. You know, I'm a little exhausted now just because I kind of came back to work and kind of hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and uh, just one quick shout out. Shout out to my grandmother. She passed away last week while I was on vacation uh, uh, at 93 years young. Uh, lived a long, great life. Uh, she's been part of my life since 1995 is when I first met her. And that's whenever I lost both of my grandfathers. So it's been nice to have her around and uh, get to know her in that time. So RIP, Grandma. R.I.P. Yeah. But uh, Disney World, Universal Studios, ended up going to both parks, right? Uh, actually, if people don't know, Disney World has four different parks. They have Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, and Magic Kingdom. I did not know. Yeah, so uh, this is one of those things that you think, we're, we're local people, so we think Six Flags. It's like, there's four Six Flags, but <laughs> like, it's pretty much, it's like, just go from Wet n' Wild all the way to Jerry World. That's, that's Disney World. Okay. Yeah, you know, so it's a lot of walking to do in a day. Uh, we had a perfect plan. We ended up going to Hollywood Studios, Epcot, day one, which are their adjacent parks. So we were able to take the Skyliner from one park to the other. So we were nice. able to oversee and see all of Disney. Uh, Hollywood Studios, uh, we didn't ride. It's pretty, it was easy to, it's easier to say how many rides we didn't ride easier than it is to say what rides we did. Are Got, there rides at all four parks? Uh, yeah, but it's just, w- with us, with the app, you can actually look to see which rides have a big drop or which ones are just slow and boring uh-huh. there's time it lets you know how many how much time is in between rides what the wait time is so uh we ended up riding uh the tower of terror the old school twilight zone oh yeah mm-hmm. One, yeah just a big drop pretty much but uh that was pretty good uh epcot we just ate and drank ate and drank but that's what it's about right uh surprisingly the party is animal kingdom had no clue. Okay. Had Animal no Kingdom's clue. Awesome. Had no clue. Fro- it's a ninety degrees, and you got frozen beverages on every corner that look amazing, look crazy, and taste delicious. And so we pretty much just made a drink list, and it's like, all right, we'll get to this ride. Whenever we get off the ride, hit order, go walk up. Our drinks will be ready. Next ride, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was perfect, man. It was. It, the app makes dude. Disney you are you are you are out of control with it. I mean, you you are the king of technology. <laughs> I mean, really, you you have turned into like from uh, from when we first started off the bench to now. I mean, you have. Well, actually, I mean, I forget that you were slinging them phones back Yeah, I was the day. slinging them phones. So I, I, was, I was here, I was working for the man during the transition. Yeah. So. And, you know, and even when we first started our first show, I made a point to get an Android just so I could have recording equipment. Right. You know, so I've just kind of been stuck in there. But, yeah, the app for Disney, lets you, so pretty much our rule is if it's, le- if it's 30 minutes or less, we go to the ride, we wait. Because that means it's usually 15 or 20 minutes. If it's an hour... There might be a delay. It might break down. All the stuff. So we just avoid anything that's longer than an hour. So we were able to hit up all pretty much everything but Space Mountain. No fast pass. Uh, no, no. It, it, it was it really wasn't worth it because the, okay. the rides that you would want to use a fast pass for, it's 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 those nice visual rides. But to me, if there's no big drop, I don't really care for the roller coaster. Like, you know, that's yeah, just my okay. thing. Well, so, uh, so uh, what is it? Roller coaster, uh, yeah. in my mind. So at Rise of the uh, Resistance, that was had the longest wait. That wait was up to two hours. I wasn't going to waste time when I could build a lightsaber and do all these things. And the line started forming as soon as the park opened at 8. Show off the lightsaber. Yeah. You mentioned oh, it. Show, you show, show the camera, man. And let me tell you, that thing is uh, heavy duty. That is not a light lightsaber. Only me, only me and Mace Windu got this purple blade right here. 
That's why TCU security be hating. I can't believe they would let you take that in. I guess it's just a weapon. <laughs> well, you I, know, I could hit somebody upside the head with. The well, you know they have those. They have those fifty on it. I ain't hurting nobody. They have those zero tolerance. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but uh, we ended up going to uh, what exhibition Everest? That's one with the Yeti that goes backward and forwards. It's pretty awesome. Uh, but those were the two main roller coasters we rode: the Tower of Terror and that. As far as you, know. the rest of the things are pretty much there for kids. You know, mm-hmm. so you're not going to get that. You know, your heart in your throat type of feeling and that's what i'm looking for right so uh when we went to universal studios we pretty much the same thing we rode every single ride at the park except for uh the hollywood rip ride rocket it's the only one that has like a big loop and all that stuff but line was crazy we thought we were going to get to it got stopped by a parade couldn't cross the street by the time the parade was over everybody everybody it's like y'all some veterans because y'all line up on that part of the street on purpose because y'all knew peace Parade's over. Watch me get in line and watch this line end up meeting you where you are. It's an hour-long wait. 45 minutes left in the park. What you going to do, player? Had to call it a night. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a lot of Simpson stuff at Universal. Uh, you know, definitely got my uh, – had to show my jumper a little bit. I won Mary quite a few dolls. Nice. A couple mill – a mill house. Got her a Ralph Wiggum. I saw got a flaming mi- moe in the mix. Oh, uh, yeah. Man, it's it's six, orange soda on dry ice. At Six Flags, <laughs> man, I used to – man, I used to be the king of that. Yeah. I, I used to – I used to sell them balls at Butler. Yeah. And the thing with me is, like, I just would refuse to shoot a ball that won't dribble. I'm like, no, nah, that don't dribble. I don't want that. Uh, that don't dribble. It's like, give me one with air in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, this dick. I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to get my money's worth, and I'm going to leave with a basketball. Man, so, I, I worked at Six Flags. I'll tell you, I'd go up on the on the ones that were long, long range. Yeah. And, man, I, I'm not wanting to be paying money. I just walk by and have my people there. I'd be, I'd be hitting them Seth Curry, the Steph Curry Seth. long range. I'm yeah. like, I'm not even close to the thing. I'm like. You know, 15 feet away, just like, ha walk <laughs> off. Yeah, there was a pretty funny moment where we were all shooting uh, baskets to win Simpsons gifts. And uh, my buddy Tristan just came up short, and his uh, his wife definitely knocked down two in a row and got in his <laughs> face and let him know it. Got in his nice. face and nice. let him know it. It was a pretty amazing scene. But shout-out to my boy Tristan. Shout-out to Shannon. Great time in Florida. Uh, as far as the food goes, Disney World, a lot cheaper. A lot cheaper than you would think once you get in the park, because they already got you before you got in there. Yeah. So after you drop a rack, it's like, oh, go ahead. Ain't nothing more than seven dollars as far as it, as far as like the snacks and the drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most expensive thing I got was a lobster roll meal, which was fifteen like Whoa. fifteen ninety nine. Fifteen ninety nine. That's good for street yeah. price, uh, dude. Yes. That's yeah. good for a street. Truck. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. You're not coming out with a with a lobster roll meal from a street truck around yeah. here like for tw- for twenty bucks. It's like, and Mary had a crab cake burger at the same place that she thought was delicious, and I think it was like twelve bucks. Like, and, it, and I had Alaska cod in yeah. a food truck. Oh, we'll get to yeah. it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, go ahead. So. Yeah. Oh, well, no, it's all good. Uh, well, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. It's just if you ever go to Disney World, use the app, man. It'll save you lots and lots of time. And make sure you have a game plan and do some research. Because uh, we were able to do all the things that we were able to do just because we planned on this. And even though we got surprised, because I didn't know that the Park Hopper included all the parks, I just thought we were going to go Epcot and uh, and Hollywood Studios this first day. Then they're like, all right, congratulations. Enjoy all four parks the next two days. I'm like, what? Had to, had, to, had to get a different game plan. Yeah. Well, you know, just had to add on to each day, but it, pretty much we just had to add Magic Kingdom. But if we're talking alcoholic beverages, yo boy ready. <laughs> yo awesome. boy ready. Yeah. Pat, anything? Anything good? Uh, no, not really. I, I haven't done much this last week. Uh, I did uh, pretty much lay around and do nothing this weekend, which felt jealous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it felt great. I uh, tell you what, I went a different way, man. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, dude. I was uh, I was super active, um, but Saturday. I mean, Saturday we had a we had a full day, mm-hmm. full day. Uh, you know, I was mentioning that you know the price for you got for your lobster roll. 
So they had a food truck uh, that I saw that was coming around. It's, it goes everywhere, mm-hmm. but it's like authentic, like Alaskan cod. Was right. that at the Westlake Hardware store? Yes, yes. Yeah. Went there, oh, got oh, that. by Arlington High? Is that the one? Uh, yeah, kind of by Arlington High, but yeah. Or across from UTA Baseball. Where Atomic teams. used to be, all that stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Man, I got that was delicious. But yeah, it was like 15 bucks. But don't get me wrong. The pieces of cod were like the size of my forearm. Uh, they were huge. They got three of those with some fries. The fries are great. Mm-hmm. But got started off there. Um you know, I've always seen this place, never gone there, but, you know, I needed to get a little beard trim and uh, was like, you know what? I'm going uh, to give Hudson's a shot. Okay. So, we got a hot shave at Hudson's, and uh, they also had a little deal there where they were like, hey, man, you get that gray out? I was like, okay. So, a little, little, little gray out. I was like, man, a little bit of sleep and some gray out. I looked like 10 years younger. But, uh then uh, went a buddy of mine was uh, was doing some uh, some basically jug band jam uh, over at uh, Division Street Brewery. Went out to Division right. Street Brewery. Haven't been out there in a little. And uh, watched him uh, play the banjo while someone had the uh, was the, uh, the 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 bass the was like a pole and. Is it like a bathtub base or something? Yeah, it is. Washtub base. base. Yeah, and uh, stuff like that. So then I went out and uh, went shopping for exotic meats. Exotic meats? Like game meats? Uh, Well, well, I ended up getting uh, some gator, some gator and some some lamb and some stuff like that. Doing some, doing some. Didn't end up doing the cooking. Going to do that this weekend. Gator's girls always wear jimmies. Always. (laughs) Always. But got some gator to fry, got some gator to grill. If you haven't had grilled gator... Which usually anybody has gator, it's always fried. Grilled gator is fantastic if it's done right. Mm. Um, I, I found it. They, there's a person at the state fair who does it, and I mean, it is just on point when it's done right. It is amazing. It's expensive out at the fair. <laughs> it was. It was. It's all, all honestly for a pound of what I got. That is what it cost the fair for a stick. So did you grill it yourself? I, w- I haven't yet, but yeah, oh, okay, I will. Okay. Grill, I will grill it myself. Right. Yeah, I will grill it myself. Nice. It's gonna. It's gonna. Yeah, one of those things you got to keep an eye on. Yeah, it's a, it's a short grill. It's yeah, a short, it's like a, it's, short grill. You might be chewing rubber if you cook it too long. Right. It looks. Yeah. I mean, it's going to cook up more like a more like a fish okay. than like a chicken. I think. Okay. Um, but it it tastes more like a chicken than a fish. But that's one of the things we're looking for. I was like, where? What category does this fall under? Yeah. <laughs> but so no, it was a really uh, like I said, we got a lot done, uh, a lot of running around. So it was it was a good uh, weekend and. Um, yeah, man. So it was. Uh, we had a good time, me and the old lady. So yeah. Uh, also, yeah. you know, we got into uh, had a little time to Netflix and chill, aka Blockbuster Night. We some OGs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stay streaming. Yeah. What you got, Jordan? Uh, stay streaming. Uh, well, I didn't get back till Sunday, but I did get a chance to watch the new episode of Party Down. Party Down's back. I don't know if you're familiar with Party oh, Down. Oh, I I got I'm late to the game. Yeah. Late to the game. I haven't seen them all, but I've seen enough to where I'm like, man, this shiz is hilarious. Yeah, and it looks like they pretty much brought everybody back. Uh, I didn't see Lizzie Kaplan in the first episode, but I'm pretty sure she'll make her appearance. Uh, when Hot American Lizzie Summer, Kaplan. when you have so much fun, you're yeah. just like, screw it. We don't need the money. We're all famous now. Let's come back. Well, you know, it's just like you would think that I'm like, 
all these other guys got a lot of big stuff going on. If Jane Lynch can take time out of her day to do this, then where are you sure. at? <laughs> you well, look, I mean, like even said, Adam Scott, American Summer, they had a home dude came back who was like nothing in the first one, uh, and then what, was Christopher Maloney or no, um, a Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, God, talk about going from who the hell is this guy to wow, Bradley Cooper's coming back. Yeah, it took me watching Hangover like the second time to realize that hey, that's the dude from when Hot American Summer. Yep. I was like, kind of out of nowhere, and then it's like, oh yeah. Asshole from Wedding Crashers. It's like it's slow, it's all coming back to me now. Crab cakes yeah. and football. Yeah, that's what Marilyn do. Yeah. <laughs> and he's actually not bad. He's grown on me quite a bit. Bradley Cooper is not a, not he's that. He's got bad some actor. pretty good movies. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, what'd you? So what'd you Netflix and chill this week? Man, okay. So uh, I I went I went and took a took a turn took okay. a turn okay. into Black History Month. My brother. And uh, so uh, some good, some bad. Yeah. Some good, some bad. Uh, I don't know if y'all have seen this. We hadn't talked about it, but uh, on uh, the Wu Tang American Saga is okay. back for season okay. three, the final season. Okay, that came back. Got to uh, get in on that a little bit. Have y'all that, seen that? that? Uh, the first season, I, I went. I didn't want to watch it, but they, the first season did suck me in eventually. And it's just like, oh, what happens next? <laughs> right. Yeah, you know that's the thing. You know what happens. <laughs> yeah, next. I know. Like, I want to see how it's played out. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, that's exactly no, like, how it happened. You don't look like no Method Man though. It's just like it's, it's like you don't look like no <laughs> Rizzo. Well, like, like I, it's like because it's with me. It's just me trying to play the game it's like i want to fi- try and figure out who's who without having to look it up yes yeah. exactly yeah. and uh you know i started watching it um a year or two ago mm-hmm. but uh, amanda got so mad at me because <laughs> one night i one night i stayed up like deep into the night on the uh, documentary yeah on the five part oh. uh documentary on it and she's like i come to bed well it was just furious so oh. when this came comes out because I watched the whole thing, and I always had to watch it after she went to bed. Yeah, yeah. Because she had she no wasn't interest into in it. Right. Yeah, she wasn't into like, it. Because it then was then a it slow, grabs you. Because it was a slow burn. Yeah. But this is that. So it's well, like, it's a slow burn for some, but educational. To, right. To and so, so she watched the whole thing with me as I was able to be like, okay, remember this? That's who this is. Okay, remember this? That's who that is. So, so that was good. So she watched that whole thing with me. So she watched the other this with me as well. And so, no, that was good. Um, yeah, Matt the man, he's like my best friend. He's poured water down my girlfriend's <laughs> <laughs> that concert. <laughs> uh, uh, Bruiser has been getting a lot of uh, reviews as far. Oh, as that's great. all right. I've seen the little. It's been, it's popped up on my. Thing, yeah. But, I didn't really get in. I didn't really read the synopsis. That's not good. Not, okay. It's not good. Is that it's the guy good. who played Mike Tyson in the little, uh, in the Hulu? Uh, I don't know because I hadn't watched the Mike okay. Tyson thing on the. Yeah, Hulu. but I think it's because I couldn't because the guy looked familiar and I thought he might be the guy. He looked from familiar. The bird, yes, is he it looked the bird familiar. box guy? Is it the? the but he just has dread. He has like. I don't know. He, and, he, and he's like, he looked, looked familiar, yeah, and, okay. but the name is not a familiar name. Okay. To me, but he looked familiar, and it was. You know, I got a good review, and but it was it did get a artsy review, and it is an artsy. It it got uh, compared kind of to uh, was uh, moon not uh, moonlight moonlight or, yeah, and yeah, I'd compare it to moonlight as far as I actually yeah, haven't seen moonlight. There's a story, and. You say some stuff and then nothing happens and it's just it's just done. I mean, it ain't no precious. <laughs> there's no there's no there's a beginning, there's a middle, and then that's it. And you're just kind of like, okay. And uh, now, moon, Moonlight, man. Moonlight, though, shocked me. Because I'm sitting there watching. I'm, I'm like, oh, this is a drug dealer. This guy, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, I'm watching, you know, uh, well, this, ha- uh, a guy on guy handy. And I'm like, well, this took a turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it took a, a so, turn. so at least this one didn't take that turn. Yeah. But it was still, uh, mm, mm, it, was, it wasn't that great. But, okay. yeah. 
uh, like I said, it, like you can see why people would would talk about it like they do, but it's not it's art. It's art house. Yeah. It's like right. okay, but it's wow. Not, this is a thing that happened. It's interesting. Not, yeah, it's next. but it's not that interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's not that. I mean, it's done well. Okay, but it's something bad done well. Yeah, it's like I'd like I'd like to see this guy direct something that's worth directing. Right. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I see skill here. Yeah. But why was it put to use yeah, okay. on this? All right. You know, it's well, like I'll check it out and see how long I Scorsese can last. Scorsese does Flintstones do Rock Vegas. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. why? So so that and uh, let's see what else was there. Um Oh, I'm going to try something. Uh this is uh I'm going to try and I've never been able to get into it because the first part of it makes me want to kill myself. And <laughs> turns out there's a reason for it. I want to try watching MASH, the series. Uh-uh. I can't uh, do it, man. Can't do it. It reminds me of bedtime in my childhood. My mom's like, I hear that, MASH. Better I've, go to sleep. I've watched it. It's okay. <laughs> I watch. I think I want to watch the movie. Uh, the, and then the, I don't the think... The intro, the intro is so depressing. It makes me want to kill myself. And it was years later that oh, I found out... The suicide name, is painless. That, that was the name of the song. I was like, well, aptly named. Yeah, and like, has aptly words. Aptly named. Aptly named. How yeah, sad are so, those lyrics? So, <laughs> so, so far, I've uh, attempted to get through the first episode. Uh, it, the next time will be my third time to get through because I've fallen asleep. Good luck. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, but you know, it just takes you back to a time in your life to where it, it was bedtime when MASH was on late. I'll tell you, well, yeah, MASH been putting me to bed yeah. this week. Let me tell you that much. I mean, I wake up like seven episodes. Let's see where we got. Nope. We did not. We're still not through that. See, first my version one. of counting sheet back in the day was Mash or Baseball Tonight the second time around. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, uh, getting to, uh, I don't know, probably the most depressing part of my week Uh-oh. has been, you know, I had, when we started this, I said, I've never been more excited about a Mavs season in my life. Mm-hmm. And man, it's just almost like it's just going to, I think it's going to be one of those. When will it end? When are we just gonna get a put a bullet in the gun and just pull the trigger? Yeah. Um, Mavs blow a twenty-six point lead. Yeah, to the, the Lakers. To the Lakers, and you know that's one of those turning points where it's like, okay, man, I think you know the season can go one way or the other. And worst case scenario did happen: the collapse. And at least we know that the Lakers won't be fighting us for a playoff seed because. LeBron played such a great game, but it looks like he's going to be out for a couple weeks. But it's just sad to see your team. Like, you know, I'm in the second quarter, like, hype, and I'm like, I'm going to switch bars. It's like, (laughs) you know, it's like, it's a wrap over here. It's like, I I end up going to Tonsal, you know, they don't got that TV on. So I'm like, turn that TV on. It's the fourth quarter. I know my man's doing good, doing good. Wrong. Man. Man. So bad. Jordan's sad. So bad. It's been bad. I mean, don't, and, they looked better at times, but they were playing from behind uh, in their last game um, against. Uh, help me out, Jordan. Uh, oh, the the Pacers. The Pacers. Yeah, the Pacers. Uh, you know, Kleba being back helped, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, the big narrative has been, uh, and that was of course birthday for Luca, is that Luca's got to grow up. Yeah, Luca's got to stop um, complaining to the refs, which does not help. That was a big thing um, that we used to have to eventually say about Mark Cuban. Yeah, Mark Cuban Mark, is, hurt, Mark like you're Cuban hurting is hurting the team, the team yeah. by complaining to the refs that they're getting a reputation and we're not getting calls because of that and starting to go that same route with Luca. But the bigger thing is Luca's on the court 
and he's spending time complaining while the play is going on, and all of a sudden you're essentially five on four because Luke is not in the game because of his interaction. Now, would you liken it more? It's more of a Tim Duncan than a Rasheed Wallace type of thing. You know, it is. But it's it like, is. but the, but the thing is, Tim Duncan came in the league and started winning pretty quickly. So where it's like he should get the benefit of the doubt. He's he was a champion by year three, right? Um, you know, but his were always. I, I saw his more of when he got called for a foul. Yeah. The whistle had blown, and then it was the what I do, yeah. what I do. Whereas Luca's on non calls, yeah. and the play is still going. It's like and it's he like is when, taking the yeah. play off to complain. It's about like what's when Kobe happening. first lost Shaq, and how he would just be like, "It's like I'm not getting back on defense. I'm getting in your face, ref." Like you know, it's like, essentially, yeah, essentially, yeah. and and they can't do that. They're not a good enough team, and. Um, Jason Kidd seems fed up, and I think everyone's kind of fed up with Jason Kidd. Uh, One of the great things that I ever heard, I believe it was Donnie Nelson uh, say, and one of the reasons why he walked away from the team essentially is, um, in coaching, you got a gun, say. You got a six-shooter. You got six bullets throughout the season. You got to know when to fire those six bullets. You need to know, okay, this is the time I need to get attacked. I need to get thrown out as a bullet. I need to know when I, you know, Cuss the team out. Team meeting. Y'all all suck. Another bullet. After six, they don't mean anything. Yeah. And I just don't think. Jason Kidd's I, talking to a wall. I right think, now. yeah, I think what he, what he's trying to do is now just meaningless. And it's, um, you know, he's not making Luka any better. Yeah. Um, the defense has, has gotten worse. I mean, I think it works. What we've seen out of. Kid is it works for one year, yeah, and then it's old. And it's, yeah, and it and it's it's been that way every stop. It has, and I mean, is, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. This yeah, is the the, this, the this, proof is in the pudding. Yeah, now. I mean, this is a pattern now. Now, why do you think that he gets out like t- like he's Teflon in all these situations where nobody ever questions him being a new hire? Well, I guess when he left when he left uh, New York, he went. He, he, was, he was an assistant with the Lakers, and he, I guess he won a championship as an assistant. So it's like, oh, maybe he's learned something. But to me, it's. I'm I'm in that school to where it's like those who can do those who can't coach, and I just think that whenever you're that good, you expect excellence. And you don't understand mediocrity, especially whenever we saw Jason Kidd come into the league at like a 19, 20 year old. The guy couldn't shoot. He left the league is like he's knocking down threes at like 40 percent. He couldn't shoot free throws. He's knocking down 85 percent, close to 90. To where he's like, I learned how to do it. How come you can't get it? How come you can't do this? And it's just like to me, it's just like. Great people don't get why other people aren't great, yeah, and, and I just and, and, and I think that like Luca, if Luca can't buy in, then nobody else will, you know. And and if he can't communicate with the one great guy that he can relate to, if they can't relate, then they have nothing going on over there. I yeah, I th- right. I think it's time to move on. I don't. I don't think that uh, now is this an in season thing, or you're just saying what well, that doesn't seem very maverick. <sighs> and Mark Cuban, I, he's never fired a coach in season. I know. Um, uh, well, Donnie did he? Yeah, he stepped down. Stepped down in season. Um, I want my thing is like Sean Sweeney was is starting to be that that young coach who people were interviewing, and I don't want this guy to leave here and then we end up finding out that this is the next Eric Sapol- Sapolstra. You know, it's like because this guy's been you know this guy's been with Jason Kidd in Milwaukee, and I think that he went and took another stop. But this is like his right hand man, and he he I know he was up for the. Uh, the Charlotte job last year and the Utah job. He ended up not being a finalist, but he's a young coaching mind. He's in his 40s. And I just think that 
those guys, they, they're just a lot better with the X's and O's because they didn't have to, they didn't rely on. Jason Kidd was a six foot four giant point guard that got rebounds over everybody. Like, you know. And let me like, tell you, yeah. having uh, covered that team and covered, been in that locker room, dude is not just six four. He is an NFL four. quarterback prototypical. He, he is he is the size of Troy Aikman. Yeah. Troy Aikman is a large man. If you look, yeah. They're about, they're about the same size, and it is, he is physically intimidating. Like he looks like it's like you're number one pick at quarterback, right? Like, <laughs> well, physically more physically yeah. intimidating than anybody else on the team when you look at. Oh well, here's Josh Howard who's six yeah. six six seven, but not like not built like six foot four Jason yeah. Kidd. Like Jason Kidd looks like it's like if you run into him, you're gonna feel it. Like you know, it's like and, yes. and I'm pretty sure a lot of little point guards did feel it when they he looks him. mean. Well, you know, I got some I, uh, I got some stories about yeah. There 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 there's some stories. Yeah, there's some stories. Yeah, I'm not. Nobody's saying he's going to win any uh, uh, Mr. Congeniality awards, but I think it's just – I think that they need to make the move. Uh, not necessarily now. Not, don't get me wrong. I think it would be a great shakeup, and I think yeah. that the team needs a shakeup. I don't think right now what you're getting that was so important mm -hmm. to um, Cuban, mm -hmm. which was we want people to be – who people respect so that they'll come to Dallas, mm -hmm. um, you know, who have connections – Hence Nico, mm -hmm. hence Kid, and I think now what we're going to be seeing is Kid's going to be counterproductive in that, and you know, you know, I think Kyrie came more for Nico yeah, than he for did Jason. Kid, and I think I don't think it could even be a situation where it's a Kyrie or Jason Kid situation this summer. But how about we go neither and let's get that cap money? <laughs> I think that right now, I mean, like I said, that's why I want to see if you're going to do anything, you, you definitely need to do it before free agency. But mm -hmm. I think your best bet would be in season doing it because you're going to need a spark. You're going to need something. And if you really want to keep Kyrie, I don't know that having Jason Kid here is going to do it, except for the fact that maybe. Kid's not going to step to him, but it seems like he's kind of stepping to the whole team. Yeah, and my, my thing is I, I want to see this young coach coach just because I don't want him to go anywhere else and be be successful elsewhere. And I think that if we can find out if we like this guy or not, then maybe we can get in on the Emmy Udoka uh, uh, sweepstakes that might happen this offseason. And, hey, as, 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 as scandalous as what he did was – I don't even care about it's that. Like, it's like Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd's done way worse. Is this, is this the Boston? Coach? Yes, the Boston. Well, coach. I'm just. I just don't know how much, how, how great of a coach that he actually is. Uh, you know, I, is my thing as far as getting into a sweep. Well, you know, it's like. Well, he's. I think that he's. He was more impressive in his one year at Boston than any year that Jason Kidd's ever. Had. Right, but I just. It's, and I just well, think it's that a small the, And I just feel like that the you know Brad Stevens stepped down and the team got better. Now Brad Stevens was still in the building. You know, and this was a hand-picked hire. But this, you know, Udoka is, he's got the right lineage. He came from under Pop. You know what I'm saying? He mm -hmm. played under San Antonio for a while. And, you know, that's that's the tree you want these guys to come from right now. And because and, to me, it's like, I feel like people are so worried about the name and not worried about, are these guys learning how to coach from good coaches? Right. Like, you know, to where it's like, let's go get, you know, the old school rules. Like, if he's a good point guard, he should be a good coach. So let's try it out. And, you know, and it seems like, it works a little bit, but I think if you're a point guard, it should it works. Yeah, but if you're good, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, Jacques Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Jacques That's Vaughn works. Like it's like you the know. six foot guy, the five eleven guy who couldn't dunk is the guy I want to coach my Steve team. Kerr. Like Steve Kerr. You know, like, I you mean, know, it's like and you know he was a he was a you know where I just think that role players can let people know their roles better. You know, because Jason Kidd don't know how to be a role player. It's like oh, like every four years in the Olympics, I'm still the starting point guard. 
Like so. Well, you just don't want to have a coach that comes in having that big of an ego as a player. Yeah. Like, oh well, you know, you're you're not as good as I was. Yeah. And that's the big thing, and that's and what was odd is that you know Avery Johnson at some point in time kind of got the idea that he was a key component to a Spurs championship, <laughs> which kind of like, led, well, led, led to his uh, downfall was the fact that he was way too hard on a Devin Harris, yeah, uh, a young Devin Harris who you know I'm sorry the two aren't the same, yeah, <laughs> they are not the same. But uh, so Mavs underway right now. Um, if they beat were to beat the Sixers, do you think any different? Uh, go b- beat the Sixers and, and the Suns, and I'll be in a way different mood next week than I am right now. They are currently leading. They usually do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the, the lead ain't <laughs> the part we're worried about. Yeah, it's um, like it's when we get out of here and watch that fourth quarter. That's what I'm worried. Now, about. Uh, uh, on the fan, um, Mike Bassick had a prediction that uh-huh. that we were going to get the uh, top that Kobe Bryant his record against the Mavs is going to get blown out. That Embiid was going to break that record against the Mavs tonight. Oh, like he's going to dro- what? He's going to drop sixty two. No. Or 63. I remember that Kobe game. The best part about that game is he scored 80 on Toronto like three days later. So yeah, nobody, thank God. Yeah, so thank nobody, God everyone forgot so, about so it. So it didn't even last the whole week for the news cycle. Well, Embiid could, but unfortunately Embiid doesn't, pl- doesn't post no. as much as he should because if he wanted to post, he could score 60 in the well, post against all, this team right now. It's one of those things. If Embiid is getting close to 40, then you're probably your team's probably getting whooped. Because <laughs> like, it's like, because that dude, that means he's hitting threes. He's doing all types of stuff, crossing people over. And that, that guy's... That guy's a monster. He is. Yeah. Um, Phoenix. The process. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I, I don't. I don't. I, you, I, you just don't see it happening. It's like I just, I just it's, it's nice to say. I just nice. don't. Um, but I'm it, saying, but I would. I'm just saying, I would feel way better <laughs> if it does. Yeah. I would. I would find it to be more of a fluke. Yeah. Um. It, it, I, like to me, it would take blowouts. I need like convincing blowouts where it's like y'all take a lead in the first half and y'all. You know, put, I need the team to look good. Is is the thing I need to look like? Not they good have a, quarters, but like, like they have a good like they have a cohesive yeah. plan of attack. Yeah, they go into the game saying this is what we're going to do. They execute it, and that's it. You know, um, that's my big thing is, and everybody's on the same page. Whereas right now, it doesn't look like it looks like you know they're playing two different sports sometimes. Yeah. Um, I'm watching Tim Hardaway Jr. put in positions that he should never be put no, in. No, and, and it's not. And to me, it, that was the the worst part about that the trade is, like, everybody wishes that we were able to throw in Tim Hardaway Jr. and something else instead of Dinwiddie. Because I think if we had Dinwiddie, we, we'd have somebody who can make people, sure People that, were more upset about losing... Uh, Dodo? Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, I'm like, watch the game, bro. Yeah, Dinwiddie yeah. was... Like, he was a pleasant surprise, and to me, he... He played over and above his head the entire time he was here. As far like I never respected his point guard skills till I actually saw him out here. Just because he's it's a, he's a combo guard, and it's nice to have somebody who can actually handle the rock. Whenever you see Josh Green being that guy, that's when you really start to miss. He was clutch. He, he yeah. showed that. He ain't probably not probably not uh, what you'd wanted it to, but I would take him as my third option oh, yeah. all, all day, yeah. all day. And as far as a sixth man, God. He, he could win six man of the yeah, year. Yeah, because to me, everybody, like you said, Dodo, everybody's like, that's like, I just think that people are just more familiar and they grew they grew up rooting for him and they saw, he's, how, long, yeah, they saw yeah. how far he's He's Rusty gone. Greer. Yeah. He's yeah. Rusty Greer. But it's the like, fact he's the is mascot we, got, we, got, we got all the talent that yeah, we could but, out of him. But yeah, but Dinwiddie, to me, it was a steal of a deal. Like, we traded Porzingis and ended up getting one. I think that we won just because of the way Porzingis looked for us. But I th- in Washington, they might feel like they won because they weren't winning games before. They're not winning games now. So it's all the same to them. 
So um, Saturday noon, they're playing Phoenix, and um, Durant is back. I don't know if we'll see Durant in this game. Yeah, I know he played, what, 25 minutes last night? He ended up with 23 points, but, uh, you know, that load management. <laughs> yeah, that's why. It's, and what, a, it's, and, a noon, and, it's a noon game. It's out of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a different time zone. I, I'd have to look at this guy. I, I'd be surprised if Durant plays in this game. Uh, but that being said... Um, you know, so he's on another another super team. I think um, you know, obviously his first game back it was a blowout win. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that they will have blowout wins. Um, this, you know, he didn't ask for this trade. Well, he asked for a trade. He didn't for, ask yeah. for it to be to Phoenix. But that's the team that he was mentioning whenever before the season started. That's one of the teams that was brought up a lot as far as where he would possibly go, and then. Everything was cool when the season started with, between him and Steve Nash, and then until it wasn't. But uh, yeah, I want to say Phoenix was brought up in that situation. That's when they were talking about, well, that he wouldn't get moved until Aiden can get moved because of the free the deal and all that stuff. But uh, I just, to me, he needs a championship in Phoenix for me to have any t- sort of respect for him as one of being one of the all time greats. Uh, like, for me, like just, I think just I think he a, needs it to keep his legacy even. Yeah. At this point, I think he I think that team that he's coming on to is too talented mm-hmm. to not at least go to the finals. Yeah. And if he does not I mean, no, barring injury if he's healthy and they do not at least get to the finals, I mean, I think his legacy goes down like I said, a championship keeps it at keeps it at even yeah. because it's basically the same thing in a way yeah. as Golden State and I just don't man He's a guy who just, you know, luckily he's apparently really good at investing, uh, you know, uh, his money, and he's really big into Silicon Valley because, you know, a guy who should be so likable does so much unlikable stuff. It's he can't read the room, and I just think it's a different thing nowadays because people love to keep people around them that tell them they're right and they're smart and they're amazing, and they love it, and they think that those are my real friends. That's Those aren't your real friends. Right. It's like it makes you delusional, and it makes, like, you know, you want yes men around you, and that's how you'd rather live your life. And I just feel like you can tell by the way he's easily irritated by the time, by the things that anybody says that don't even sound offensive. He just is in his feelings all the time to where it's like it would make, like, he does, he does it a lot more now than he did when he was younger, and that's just one of those things. It's like you've gotten more sensitive the older you've gotten. So that's kind of like him and Mark Cuban must must be spending a lot of time together. But that's that's the legacy. I think yeah. that's what his legacy is. Uh, you know, I don't. You know, at one point in time, having a pair of KD shoes yeah. was the thing, and now, I mean, he just has shoes, yeah. and I don't think there's anybody like you know itching to go get the new KDs or no. anything like that. He's not. Well, I think with all the ankle injuries, people are. <laughs> <laughs> now we want to go get the Zion. It's like, ooh, it's like the Zion's. The Zion's so it's like so. Let me get this straight. So it's fashionable to wear low top basketball shoes nowadays, and I've never seen as many rolled ankles and torn Achilles in my life. Coincidence? I think not. Stop trying to be cute. Tape up them ankles or wear some mids. I don't know, man. I kind of want to get some of the Lucas. Yeah, but they nice to rock, not to be hooping in. I don't know. I got. I got if you come I, I, in I here the, on crutches with a rolled ankle, I'm a, I'm a no. Why? Well, I haven't. I, I haven't why. got the Luca ones. Yeah. I've got the Jordan yeah. Lucas. Yeah, I got the Jordan Lucas with the. Uh, uh, yeah, the, they're like the the Jordan ones. No, no, the, you've got the Jordan one. Lucas. I've yeah. got the Jordan thirty five. Oh, okay, okay, Lucas. Okay, okay. But I don't have the Luca ones. I've been waiting to find out which colorway is going to be my. Because yeah. uh, there are a, mil- a bunch of them. Right now, I'm yeah. still kind of leaning to that turquoise and pink 
look. Yeah, that's I got the turquoise and pink uh, Jordan One Lucas. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm kind of what I'm looking but at. But it's like the only reason I don't like them is like. Why make me want to wear a Charlotte Hornets <laughs> starter jacket? Like, oh. I should be wanting to bust out my Maverick starter jacket. Man, because that Charlotte like, Hornets starter my, jacket. Bust out my my Alonzo Mourning and my grandma my jersey. Oh, going man, down. they're slick. They yeah. are slick, though. <laughs> oh, man. But moving on, Dallas Bias Club here. And, of course, we've got to talk about them Cowboys. And uh, big news, uh, got the combine going on. Mike oh. McCarthy hath spoken. Talking that trash. Well, you know, or, or, is it, or is it just blown up that way? Um, what I think it is is I think it's a, I think you need to read between the lines. Yeah. I, I, you can, it is a little, you know, talking, but I think what he's saying is what you need to be listening to, which is, you know, he's talking about it's going to be thirty percent different, and that thirty percent different is going to be running the ball. Yeah. Like people are like, well, why, why, why can't we have the number one offense? Because you want to have. More ball control, ball control. Yeah, offense. It's like keeping your good defense rested. It's and I think that whenever I read the article, what I got from it was more that all of us young offensive coordinators have been there. As far as like we want, we're over here playing Madden. We try to get all the points. You know what I'm right. saying? It's like I don't even want to punt. I don't even want to kick field goal, but I got to because I, you know. But it's just, but it's just that he's in that stage of his career, and now you know him moving on to a new environment. Uh, I think this will be an opportunity for him to grow as a coach, as far as Kellen Moore goes. But I don't, I didn't take it as like him throwing shade or anything. No, no, it's, it, but it's New York priorities. media definitely changed that whole print. I saw the New York Post article. It's like, it's like McCarthy attacks Kellen Moore. Like it's like did he beat him up. Clickbait, clickbait. Yeah. But the big thing that I caught from the whole thing is, uh-huh. I think that that is your your. At 26, B. John Robinson is very much in play for this team. Um, If you're talking about we need to run the ball more, I don't think you have the two backs on the roster right now that are going to help you do that. Run the ball more, yeah. Um, Even if – look, could he be a three-down back? Yeah, he could. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the type of – if you're trying ball control, you got to get those three-and-a-half yards, three-and-a-half yards, three-and-a-half yards late in the game. Yeah. And if everyone knows – Tony Pollard's going to run the ball up the middle. Tony Pollard ain't getting anything. Zeke used to be able to get those. He can still get, you know, those little yards here and there. And if one's going to stay, it's going to be him. Mm-hmm. But he's going to have to take a huge, huge pay cut. Uh, and I mentioned this before, and I think that they're more in line to do it now, which is draft two running backs and bring in a veteran. Bring in a veteran. I don't I don't want to bring in a veteran. Well, I, I, I would rather keep Malik. Like, to me, I – I just think that can, is. Do you think that he's somebody that you can trust? Because we didn't even well, see, to me, we didn't just, see I, him in the playoffs. Well, I don't trust we Zeke, and that. I've seen Zeke be great. I've, I don't trust Leonard Fournette, and I've seen him be good. Like you know, the thing is, like if I like my thing is, if I wanted to bring somebody in, if I was I'm not talking about to start, I'm no, just no, about just but just have. a body, a body, a body. But uh, the thing is, I just feel like I don't want. I get it. You want a veteran presence in in that locker room as far as the running back room goes, and if you go in with two rookies, then you won't have that. Uh, to me, my whole thing is like as far as I don't want them. I don't want them to learn how to how to do football. Yeah. from Malik Davis. Yeah, I feel you. That's I feel a, you. That's I mean that, that yeah. that's really the the basic. And to me, it's it. like with me, even have a veteran camp body. I would rather them have that guy and then hit the ground running with 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 these your younger guys. But just, but you're gonna need that veteran influence at some point in time. And I wouldn't mind it being a camp body. But to me, if I'm gonna sign somebody, I'd rather go after like a Kareem Hunt and just say let's go. 
but I'm also at the point to where it's like I wouldn't even consider franchising Tony Pollard because I'm more like whatever happened to that transition tag? Don't nobody ever want to use a transition tag? It's like average. It's like because they can walk and you can't get compensation. I right. get it. But to me, I'm not mad if he walks and I don't get compensation because I'm saving eight point five million dollars if he doesn't take this. But I would have no problem giving Tony Pollard a one year, uh, eight point five million dollar deal and then try to negotiate. He's not touching ten. He's not touching ten a year. I'm not doing it. Not doing it. But I would definitely bring him back just for one more year just because I think it'd be easier just because it's hard for us to just lose Amari being the big weapon that he was to go to another offseason. Let's use let's lose our our biggest weapon this year. This is what we do now. Every year we get rid of our biggest weapon, our big play threat. Let's get rid of him. It's like now you would this in this scenario, they would definitely, I would think, prepare it in the draft and make sure that they don't come out with no weapons. But I just don't want it to be. I saw it with Amari last year. I don't want to see it again. And that's, I'm just paying Tony Pollard because I'm I'm in fear of what that what might go wrong. Now the other thing, and I, I don't think they will, because it, it creates a big problem. But what I see here is that by doing that, you're talking about. And he mentioned not necessarily spreading the ball, you know, spreading out so much. Okay, that's cool. So to do that, in my mind, what they should do would be okay. You take Bijan at 26 if he's there. Uh, your second round pick. You don't got it anymore mm-hmm. because you're trading and you're getting Hopkins. Hopkins, yeah. You're getting Hopkins. Yeah. Now, the big question is, what do you do? You're just going to have to figure out what you do with Gallup or you're just overpaying Gallup to be a slot receiver because if you're going to run two wide receivers out there and run the ball more, then you need an upgrade yeah. over Gallup on the outside with Lamb because you're all of a sudden people are not stacking the box because you don't have a tight end yet. And you got C.D. Lamb, which is going to create the same problem we had earlier is you just stack the box and the and, end. And that's, that's the issue with the Cowboys because there's too many Michael Gallup-type contracts where you're paying guys – like, uh, you're paying guys really, really good money just to be good. But to me, it's like, pay for greatness or go draft somebody else. Like, it's like, because to me, like, if, if we come back on this team and we have Zeke, we have Tyron Smith, and we have Michael Gallup without, like, like I, then I think there's the a thing. Bit, is yeah. I think Gallup, Gallup's taking too much heat, and it's not Gallup's fault. I like the contract no. that Gallup got. What screwed Gallup was they went ahead and they traded Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, yeah. Instead of you like, know, I always thought it bring was the three good, amigos back. And you know, like, I always thought what you do is is yeah, you go ahead and cut or trade them. Cool, you know, but you didn't have to do it then. Yeah, the it issue, was in yeah. there. Um, the compensation was a big issue as well. That <laughs> is as, as well, but um, I always thought that Gallup it could be a number two. But coming back from that injury, because yeah. initially before that, I would have loved the contract had he not gotten injured, oh, yeah. and I would have gone ahead and let Amari go, which is what I always thought because. Yeah. When you looked at how the years spaced out once you got Lamb, yeah. um, it was perfect to let him go, sign Gallup, and then when Gallup's years started to get up there, was about the time you're going to rework, and it, all the money was going to work the same as uh, to what you were paying uh, Cooper. But I, now they're just going to, if they're going to run two wide out sets, they're going to have to get an upgrade, or we're going to have to see. Gallup take a really big step, which right now all we're really hoping for is getting him back, back to, to Gallup. Back to was, back to what he was. Right. And, and even at what he was, man, if you're, not spreading, if you're not spreading the ball out, that puts a lot more pressure on him to do – it puts a lot more on his shoulders to be a, an X wide receiver or a Y wide receiver and then not have, you know, that guy in the middle and also not have a steady – tight end like they've had. And so um, I think that they got to do that. They make the trade there, go get Evans, do something, but they're going to have to get a better, bigger body 
wide receiver yeah. opposite if they're going to do that. But that's what I got from Mike McCarthy was, here's what we're going to do. We're going to run more two-back sets or two tight sets, and we're just going to have two wide outs, and we're going to run the ball more, and we're going to throw out of that out of the play action. Yeah. And that's what he did a lot of at Green Bay, and it takes a lot of time off the clock, and he's right. they got a good defense yeah. as long as they can you know, get He pretty much just said, as soon as we get Zeke out here, everything will be fine. <laughs> well, you know what? You're talking about a lot of my, like, hey, you know, people are like, oh, keep Pollard for that one more year. Well, dude, that's $10 million, man. If that's, you, that's you, why you, I said transition. You're, you're, transition. Talk, you're talking about keeping, keeping Pollard. And even working something with, where you could get rid of both of them, and then how much money does it really cost to get Hopkins? Now, which would you rather have? Well, the, if especially if you can slot in then a B. John Robinson, but if B. John, this all is predicated on B. John Robinson being there at twenty six. Yeah. So because uh, Jameer Gibbs, who's the second best running back, can't hold, does not deserve probably to be taken at twenty six. And big, that's he's yeah. not an every down back. Not he's a weapon. Yeah, he's You'd a- have to have somebody else with him. And and if you're going with running back at 26, it needs to be because he's the man. Well, you know, if I you're think cutting with, everybody else. Yeah. And with Gibbs, it's like that's one thing that I'm looking forward to seeing is how much he weighs in at, at the combine just because, you know, you just feel a lot more comfortable with it when a guy is at 210 than you do at 200. It's like, are you really 200 pounds? By the time this combine ends, right. are you 190 again? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so – and he does kind of have – he does kind of have that – that slot receiver type of build more than your traditional running back type of build. He's he's not you're not going to confuse him with Barry Sanders like he doesn't have oh. yeah so, so uh, yeah okay Jordan uh, do you like the idea of Hopkins or Evans uh, I love I love Hopkins especially when I heard it's it's going to take a second in compensatory I'm like let's do it let's do it yesterday let's go if you had a choice you could only do one Jalen Ramsey or Hopkins or Evans. Give me Ramsey. I'll draft somebody. I'll go get somebody else. We'll figure it out. I'll get Michael Thomas in here. Go on defense. Go on defense. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just because to me, if we have just the fact, if we have Trayvon Diggs and and Jalen Ramsey, changes everything. Changes everything. I I think it's just quarterbacks come in scared off rip if you have those two guys at corner. And I I was just wondering how Jalen Ramsey was going to hold up on the, you know, the one technique. <laughs> yeah, stop you know, that run. And you know we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to address some things. But at that at, the thing is, whenever you trade that second round pick, you're giving. That means it's like we if we don't draft a big guy to play interior defense in the first round, that means it's not happening in this draft. No, no somebody. Not, it's not gonna. Ha- it's it's not gonna happen in this it draft. Never happens. Uh, they're gonna have. They're gonna have to go find somebody and get a reclamation project yeah. or an aging veteran that might have one. Really, the best deal is go get Hankins and yeah. be like, "Hey, did you like it here? What kind of yeah. deal can we just come bring up them back with?" And, and just keep thinking. And you know, and maybe you get a flyer on uh, what like a. Uh, what is it? Uh, Keandre Colburn from Texas to get him weight. He's a big body nose guard. What, 6'1, 6'2, 340 pounds? He'll play in the league for a very long time at that size and that frame. It's like, and he's not going to, he's not going to wow the world. I'm pretty sure he's not going to run a sub 540 or anything, but 340 is a lot of body to move. And I think you could get somebody like that late. But outside of that, has anybody yeah. signed Bobby Wagner? No, he just got cut and it won't be official until March 15th. But that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I want which former Ram would you rather have? <laughs> Whether it's Ramsey, uh, Wagner, or Odell. I think if you get a combination of any of the two between Hopkins, Wagner, and Ramsey, I think you're looking at an aggressive all in. We're going to try to go to the Super Bowl. And I think that pretty much, you know, 
That's what they should be doing. Yeah. That's what they should be doing. Unfortunately, I think that if they did all that, that they're probably would be less likely at 26 to go for Bijan and be more likely to bring back both running backs, which I think both probably it is better long-term for the team to go ahead part and ways. Away with part ways. right now and uh, try to find something else. But this kind of brings us naturally into the combine. combine. Which, uh, we're in the interview process, and, you know, things are going better for some than others. Yeah. Um, Jalen Carter uh, projected to be the number one pick. Of course, uh, things will shuffle yeah. for that. Um, he's a big body out of Georgia. Tag DT, do it yeah, all. Uh, got had to go leave the combine and go down to Athens because uh, uh, he was uh, accused of misdemeanor street racing. But they said it might have led to the death of the the staffer and uh, and his teammate that passed away after the. Georgia parade earlier this wow. year, but he came out on his Twitter and pretty much said that he was he went down to handle some misdemeanors and for anybody to make any other assumption other than him handling misdemeanors is reckless and lazy and he says that uh, that at the end of the day the court of law will let everybody know what's going on and uh, and his didn't his his name will be cleared eventually. Um, and yet again, it's probably a situation where somebody just needs to go ahead and stay away from the Twitter. Yeah. Don't care what other people are. Well, it was no, the, like it was. It, you could tell it was legal counsel. I still right? don't yeah. care. He yeah. still didn't need to make a statement but, on that. Yeah. Um, but the situation basically is, Patrick. I, I, I see you just have now hearing about this. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was just involved in a street race. Yeah. Um, and he was in the car that didn't crash. Yeah. The other car crashed. Yeah. And uh, there were multiple people that had been drinking mm-hmm. in the car. We don't know about the driver. Um, well, I think, but. Uh, there were, I think, four people in the car. Two got injured. Two died. Yeah. No clue what happened with Jalen's car because, well, he didn't crash. Yeah. But obviously got sighted, and he's coming back. There's not going to be really anything big that they could charge him with. Yeah. Um, this is, and and this is a dick thing to do by the prosecutor's office doing this now. Now, just to, yeah. it's been two and a half months. They could have done, done this right, like immediately. Now don't go wrong. Just be leaked just this week. But, it yeah. could be worse. This could have been like bad timing, like Lyle Collins. Oh, like, where yeah, it where it's like, hey, it comes out draft day, and then yeah, but that usually drop. helps us as the Cowboys. <laughs> well, but here's the bigger thing. Um, what is coming out from that now is the amount of people saying things like "I told you." Um, what's starting to come out is the amount of people who had question marks about him. And his maturity level already. Yeah. And, um, you know, and well, I think that he's a guy that you're going to have to stay on. Your guy is going to have to handle. Um, I have not heard anything as bad as what was said about um, who's the cat that uh, Belichick drafted out of Alabama, DT. Oh, uh, Christian Barrymore? Yes, Christian Barrymore. Not not nearly as bad as Christian Barrymore. People talked about his maturity level, but went into a right situation, and I don't think either one, you know, I think everything's hunky-dory as far as things are going right there. But you just got to know coming in that you got to keep an eye on this You're going to have to add extra support. Yeah, yeah. That he probably, you probably need to make sure, hey, if we do this, is your mom going to move with you? Yeah, it's like. Or is your brother going to move with you? It seems like by yourself you tend to make terrible decisions. We need you to have a strong support team. And know that, hey, we're going to have to have on our side people who are, you know, doing doing their stuff as well. Um 
Anybody uh, you're looking forward to seeing, particularly out at the Combine? Uh, well, you know, I have my usual suspects that I've been talking about, but I kind of wanted to go away from those guys like the Maisie Smiths and uh, who I bring up. Uh, the guy I'm looking at right now is probably Kayshawn Butte, just because I think that he's kind of the forgotten man as far as all these elite receivers go. Because at this time last year, you would have thrown him in the mix with Quentin Johnson, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, but he just had a terrible, terrible year at LSU. Uh, you think but he's forgotten. Uh, well, I think that there that there's no chance of him being in the first round, and I, and I don't think that that I don't think anybody would really believe you if you said that a year ago. Uh, but also, nobody would have seen what happened at the start of the season. Yeah. So, but much, I think, but I think the thing that's going to help him the most mm -hmm. is his interviews. Yeah. Where you talk about what happened there at the start of the season. Well, you you, you realize what like he he was his wife his girlfriend was pregnant, and then they announced like. He's missing practice here, and he's so he misses practice. He can't play, and then you see like week four. It's like, oh, he has to miss the game. His wife is his girlfriend's giving birth, so it's like he's been dealing with all of this family stuff, and you know, and who knows? I haven't. I, I've never had a pregnant girlfriend before. I don't know what's going on, but I'm pretty sure the closer you get to that date, there's a, you have to be a lot. You got to be there a lot more, and I think that that's what was happening. And I think that there's Brian Kelly on, I think, on and field, I, and you I know, think not that with Brian showing up, or was it a scheme thing? Well, I just was Brian Kelly terrible, or was I think you know, that was, it's like I, I just think that a lot of people don't realize like it really doesn't matter how good you are. These coaches, you're either their guy or you're not, and it's like and pretty much if you don't come, if they don't come if you, if you don't show them immediately that you are the leader of this team, and they'll put somebody else in front of you. They don't care if you're a five-star athlete. No. You're not their five-star. See, I, like I said, I, I don't think anybody's forgotten about him. I think that that's what people are wanting to find out yeah. is at least his side of the yeah. story of everything because the talent's there. Yeah. The talent's been there. You're right. If he would have been able to go out as a sophomore, yeah. he'd have been a, a first-round pick. And I think right. a lot of people are, are – I think a lot gets leaked in situations mm -hmm. too, to drive a guy's price down. Yeah, to where the yeah, like your coaches aren't and, helping you. And uh, well, there are your coaches will, but maybe some other people, other staff members might for you know uh, fifty bucks, hundred bucks, two hundred bucks might you know tell a tale here or there, put it out there that uh you know somebody wants him to put out there because hey man we want this guy dropping down yeah we can't get we need a bootay but we can't get a bootay yeah, so let's at, let's at let's this. let's talk about these less flattering things about him so he can come down to us like you well, know you know like but to me it's like I, I don't know if Christian Barrymore's problems were so real but they talked about Christian Barrymore like he was just a man child like he was he you was like yeah it's like you know playing like, with building blocks and not like ready to yeah. like you know like it's you like know, he might oh uh, turn to play 69 69 like in college class like stuff like, like that like, like how claret, like like not like a claret type of situation but you know like he's just like this guy is here for, like ogre in like it's like the nurse it's, it's like, like you gotta it's, it's more yeah it's one of those things it's like you're not a regular 19 year old you play at alabama and you're supposed to be a first round pick act like people are watching you right yeah and, and you know the fact that he goes that a guy who was supposed to go so early Went so late, and then to a guy who's friends like, with it's like, Raven. He's like, is, my man. <laughs> I mean, and who's a team that needs a wide receiver? Mm -hmm. I mean, if Butte, I mean, what would you think if Butte went to New England in the second round? That, that damn Belichick. <laughs> I that's mean, what I would think. I mean, but, you know, but he's been doing it since Corey Dillon. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's what he does. He's like, guess what? Everybody likes to win. <laughs> People will change their attitude if they win. Nobody likes to lose. You'll find you'll 
that you'll find the worst version of that person when they're losing lots and lots of games. So, Jordan, you're a gambling man. Yes. Yes, I am. Well, I'll tell you what. Vegas has made a uh, about face. Okay. On a player. All right. Devin Chang. No. Uh, are we talking about the 40s? Or no. We talking we're, about? Talking about, we're talking about where they're going to get drafted. Oh, okay. Anthony Richardson. Oh, I saw that he... He'd gone from 80 to 1. To 6 to 1, right? 6 or 7 to 1 to be drafted number 1 overall. Quarterback out of Florida and the... I would say consensus fourth ranked quarterback on most uh, boards. Well, it's like if you if they if you just saw these guys standing in a room, you're like pick your quarterback. No film, no anything. Then everybody's gonna grab Anthony Richardson. That's just a fact. He's he's the most six five out of those guys. <laughs> he looks the part. Like, yeah, he looks the part. He's six foot four, six foot five, two hundred twenty five, two hundred thirty pounds. Doesn't that sound like a quarterback? Like, you know, it's Jason Kidd big. <laughs> he Jason Kidd big over here. People, and th- people like, think they're getting another uh, Allen or uh, Newton. I, I, I see Vince Young. Like, you know, and actually, I see Vince Young sophomore. No, people, people think they're getting Yeah, yeah. People think yeah. Nobody, if they, people thought they were getting Vince Young, they'd be like, nah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, Which you know, is and, probably more like what they would get. Yeah, and that's because to me, he didn't make the jump that we everybody expected him to make, but some scouts are like, I don't care. I don't care. I see his arm. I'm like, it shouldn't matter. I think that some success would predict a future success. Uh, you know, this guy's had like maybe two games where he completed more than 60% of his passes in his college career. And he's got a cannon and he runs a 4-4. I've seen him take off like Vince Young, 80 yards where nobody can catch him in college. But I just think that he needs a lot of coaching and – Whoever whoever drafts this guy better have a four year plan and that G, and the GM and everybody would be on the same page because this guy can't play next year, and and that's the thing is like well then why do you draft in the first round it's like because somebody's gonna get fired for this decision because the fifth year man yeah because that fifth, fifth year, year that yeah bro man from the fifth flow I remember that is, that, that, that is the biggest thing on why guys are getting drafted who shouldn't but be that's and it's and it should only be quarterbacks yeah, who yeah. get that. That treatment. Because um, you need all five of those years to actually see what you I think yeah. this is more Vegas just hedging their bets. They're like, uh, this guy's going to be in the first round, 80 to 1. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, let's just see. It's like, let's, it's like we're, here, we're hearing too much, and we don't want to lose our ass. Yeah, it's like, whoop. you know, hey, you know, no neck Bob. Think you went a little crazy there on the 80 to 1. Yeah. Let's just go. 7 to 1 is a pretty good payout, too. And let's not, you know. We got a lot of people who hit 80 to 1 already, and mm-hmm. let's just get away from that. I don't think this is Vegas necessarily knowing anything. I think Vegas is just correcting from, hey, man, we should have, you know, that 80 to 1 was done before the college football season. Yeah. Like, let's let's get this yeah. guy back down to what it what it's at. Now, actually, I think before college football season, it probably was 6 to 1. <laughs> then it went to 80 to 1, and now it's back maybe, to 6 Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the bigger question is, uh, Who's number one between um, well, Str- Young, Stroud and, Young and Stroud? Yeah. Um, because we really don't know who's going to be the first pick. Um, I've always stood by, I think that Stroud. Well, I mean, I'm, yeah. who's picking first? Oh, who's picking who's first? Who's picking first? Right oh, okay. now it's Chicago, but Chicago's in a really good position. They got a lot of money, they got a quarterback. And they've got two teams without quarterbacks in the same division, now, one at two and one at four, yeah. both within striking distance. And it's going to be a tough decade for the uh, for the Tennessee Titans if they if they have Trevor Lawrence, uh, C.J. Stroud, and Bryce Young in that division, and y'all come out here with Tannehill. Depend <laughs> well, depending on who hits and who doesn't. But I mean, yeah. you're going to have 
you know, you don't want to be in the position where, God, if you're Houston, do you like Bryce Young? If Bryce Young's your guy, do you like him enough to where you're going to have to trade up? To one get spot up? and how much capital you're going to give up just to move up that one spot. And, you know, here's, here's my thing. If I'm Chicago, I'm trading to the second spot, and then I'm trading out of the second spot. Oh, I'm going to get yeah. so many picks to where it's like, Justin Fields, you're going to have weapons, you're going to have protection. You're gonna, it's like, and I'll sign some free agency. Chicago should and drop, I'll bring in a barber. Chicago should drop out of the top <laughs> And I do hair. They should, <laughs> they should drop out of the top ten and still be fine. Yeah. Uh, and they should. Uh, I think they'd be better off trading to Indianapolis where you get more, but mm-hmm. at the same time, Houston has more. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. The big thing is what is – which team likes who? So, I just think I think that whenever you're talking about these quarterbacks, because I think I got tagged. Tag I just think with I, I, the Bill Bar, Bill. Belichick yeah, I'm just thing. thinking Belichick, Saban, and Bryce, Young, Bryce Young is, is their guy regardless. Is right. what I'm thinking. It's like no matter what C.J. Stroud does, it's like C.J. Stroud could be six foot four and Bryce Young could be five ten. It doesn't matter. They made their mind up already. It's like this guy knows how like he's playing under Saban's system, so they feel like he's a fit. But what would what would Indy do in your mind? It's, to me, if I, to me, if I'm Indy, I'm just I just want to get the number one pick just to make sure that I get my guy. But who, and I want and I want and if I'm Indy, I think that CJ would be. I would think CJ Stroud, but with Indy, if you if really if more, you want if to be honest, if it's more of what they've always had. It, but if you want to be honest, the one who fits uh, Shane Stetchens, what he's done with Jalen Hurts is probably Will Levis. As far as like, because what Will Levis did before he got to Kentucky, he was the running quarterback. He just came in there and, oh, 100 yards here, 100 yards there. Then he goes to Kentucky. It's like, oh, this guy can throw the football. It's like, I think, and then it's like, did Penn State mess up and start the wrong quarterback? So I think that with Levis, he's always impressed athletically, and then he actually showed off his arm his junior year. He he regressed this past season, but I just think that he – I wouldn't be shocked just because I think that with his bulk, his running ability, and his – and him just being an older guy, like a fifth-year senior who's graduated, who has a master's degree, he's seen a lot of reps, seen a lot of football. I think that he's the closest thing to that Jalen Hurts mold if you're going to plug and play and run your system, I would think. Just because I think that the other two quarterbacks, they're, they're more of your traditional pocket passers. Tell you what, this, that would be a worst-case scenario for Chicago is like, nah, man, you just go ahead, draft, draft, draft who we want. Nobody wants to make the trade. It's, hey, we know that – Texas want Bryce Young, that Indy wants Levis, and then anybody else is just going to have to leapfrog both of them from further out than four yeah. to make that happen. And then you're just looking at how far is too far back to make the jump because what you're looking at, the other team that could do anything reasonably would be uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, but I think and that that's pretty far from like the night. I think that or whatever well, the way I feel about Vegas is that Garoppolo is going to go play for McDaniel. And it's like and, and to me, I wouldn't be shocked if they end up getting like a to me, somebody's going to win big with Hendon Hooker. I just really believe so, because mm-hmm. to me, I just think that the way that he played this past year is what everybody thought Will Levis was going to do. But it was Hendon Hooker who's the one who took his game to another level in the SEC. And Will Levis kind of, you know, he lost some weapons. And he didn't have the exact same uh, offense. He lost his offense coordinator to the Rams. But Levis, I just think that he's going to need a big combine for me personally to see if he's that guy that everybody really believes can be the number one pick. How much does it hurt that Bryce Young's not going to throw? Uh, not at all. He's an uh-huh. Alabama quarterback. It's like everybody, every scout is going to be at your pro day. I, th- I think the only thing that it would hurt is like you didn't have that good a receiving core this year. Who are you going to throw to at your pro day versus the talented receivers that you have at the combine? So I just think that like for Alabama, they. Ha- their receiving core, I felt, had a down year. Even Mitchie. though, 
Yeah, are they gonna bring Mechie back? I don't know how they how they go about doing it because don't you have to be an amateur player to participate in these into into these pro days? I don't think you do. Uh, all right. Well, um, well, we'll see. I just think that he doesn't have a lot of receiving options in his pro day to where it's like, or maybe it'll be a chance for Jameer Gibbs to put on a show as a running wide receiver. Mm, maybe. So, maybe. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be curious to see that. Yeah. Speaking of Jameer Gibbs, uh, speed guy. Oh, Who do you think is going to run the fastest? I've said it for a while, but I believe Devin Chain. He's a track star. He's a okay. football player. Uh, he's. I think he's been timed as fast as a 4 2 4 but uh, he's a 26.9, 200-meter guy, real track speed. I think Devin Chain. let me go one, two, three. All right, Devin Chain from Texas A&M. Trey Palmer, LSU transfer from Nebraska. Uh, he's another sub-21, 200-meter guy. And then probably number three, three I'm going to go with uh, Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt from uh, Tennessee. Okay, now, yeah. now here's the thing that I have an issue with. Hmm. Uh, and this isn't about the speed. It's just about the player as as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people have said about, you know, the size of a chain. Um, my big thing is, and like it has been on other players mm-hmm. in this situation, is, you know, you're telling me that this is the grade of this guy coming out, and this is where this guy can go, and this is what you expect out of this guy. And then I look at another guy who is ahead of him and what he's done in the NFL, a guy that he couldn't beat out, and you look at Spiller, who has been, um, whether it's his fault or not, an abject failure mm-hmm. uh, of a pick and a guy who, you know, had a bad combine, mm-hmm. had a bad pro day, yeah. fell in the draft, went out and proved everybody right yeah. his first year in the league. There was and a point in time where people thought he was going to be a first-round pick. And then you got a, a chain who, you know, uh, wasn't moving past that guy on the roster. Well, but I think with the chain, it's just whenever you have a, an undersized back like that and you try to use him smartly – you try to use him wisely, and you don't want to run. You don't want that guy to. It's a Tony Pollard situation. You just don't want him to have more than twenty touches a game because he. You want to. I think the plan is to use him as a receiver. I would. But I, my my issue with A and M is they didn't use him enough as a wide receiver. Because to me, his true NFL comparison is Tyreek Hill. Because Tyreek Hill, how many times he lined up a wide receiver at Oklahoma State? Barely. He was he was more of a running back and a specialist. But I think that Devin Chain is a weapon, and I would. I think that he's a guy that I could see making that move to a wide receiver position like a la Tyreek Hill just because with that type of speed, he's more than just a running back. See, I agree with you except for the fact that, you know, yes, that is what you'd want to do with a player is uh, maintain, you know, keep tread on the tires, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Except for when you look at A&M, like, for what? Well, I for, just, for, for what? For your run in the playoffs? For, for what? You know, you, the, the team has been garbage yeah. the entire time both those guys have well, been there. It's like, say, what are you, what are you August, saving August 4th, for? right? August 4th is A&M Day. What are you, what are you, eight what? and four, eight and four, eight and four. Well, what eight. are you saving them for? What yeah. are you saving them for? I mean, yeah. like, this is team. God, eight and four would have been a pipe dream last year. Yeah. The team was bad. Yeah, it was really bad. And even, even the year before, they thought it was going to be, like, I don't know what anybody saw to the team the year before that made them – so high. Oh, it was uh, all the, it was all here's the players my thing. there. Here's my thing. I won't be shocked if we see Andy Reid drafting Devin a chain in the second round and be like, I did it again, y'all. <laughs> I did it again. I got my well, Tyreek. How y'all let me do this again? I don't know, <laughs> because they let him get Miko Hardman, and we're still waiting on that. Well, Miko Hardman, well, he, I think, how much money he going to get? Uh, well, to me, Miko Hardman has shown that he's a special teams player, but he's never shown that he's more than a number four wide receiver. And even with this opportunity this past year, it, it still looks that way. But he'll probably still get paid. He's oh, he's going to be – I think he's – it's a bad market. Yeah. Bad market. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a coin flip for me between him and uh, Jacoby Myers. 
Who's going to be the top paid Man, wide that receiver? That is crazy. Then hit that draft hard, y'all, because that's what your options are. It uh, is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Uh, the third is probably Devontae Parker. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, I, there I, is. There I, is and, and, you know, and I do it every year, and I always regret it. Give me Devontae Parker overall, y'all. I'd go who I'd go at wide receiver <laughs> over all of them. Uh, Give me Dalton Schultz. That wide out over all of them. They ain't going to get 13 mil or whatever Dalton's going to try and get. What I'm saying, I'd yeah, rather have, yeah, I'd rather I'd rather have, have Dalton Schultz, Schultz than go any, after of any of those guys. guys. Yeah, I feel Any it. of those guys. Hey, and to me, it's like, because guess what? I bet you that first week of the season, Devontae Parker has like 150 yards. Oh. Then he rolls I'm, ankle. Yeah. Then you don't see him until week nine. <laughs> and then, then, then to end the season, he got you a little 100-yard touchdown. Yeah. Jacoby Myers, I'm interested in seeing if he could actually play – as the number one guy at a team, no. but if somebody's going to <laughs> that's some, that's Cody's boy, right? Jacoby Myers, he tried to throw him in every trade, right? Every <laughs> single trade offer he made me. Come on, Jacoby Myers is tight, man. Uh, He's and fire. It's I'll, like, and I'll throw it's like why is he in Myers. every trade? Yeah. Hey man, Jacoby Myers, if you're talking fantasy football, Jacoby Myers is a great wide receiver to have on your bench. He is, he is a, he is a, you know, if you're getting that guy for bye weeks, it is not. If I'd be got, drafting my receivers too early for him to be an option for me. Well, I didn't say draft you. Look, I got, I had him, I had him in a couple no, I'm just saying, and no, I got I'm him saying, off the waiver wire. No, so I'm, I'm just like, saying, wow. like, I'm just, like, I, my, like, I draft my receivers. I keep them pretty strong to where it's like Jacoby Myers. It's like, it's, it's going to take a bye week or an injury. Yeah. But yeah. But, uh, Mar Chase in two leagues. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, the one thing I did want to get into a little bit is uh, under the radar prospects to look out of some guys that will blow up the combine this weekend. You know, your 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 monsters is what I call them. Your Javon Curse Award or your Mike Mamula Award, whatever you want to call these guys. You know, the guy who's way too big to be running that damn fast. You know what I'm okay. saying? So th- my guy this year, the freak, the Javon Curse Award to me this year is going to be Zach Harrison, the uh, Ohio State defensive end. Reportedly runs anywhere from a four three nine to a four four one at six foot six, two hundred and seventy plus pounds. Good God. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also uh, the Northwestern defensive tackle. Uh, I can't pronounce his name right now, but apparently they're saying this guy runs a four five at two eighty. Uh, and there's uh and there's the defensive tackle from Pittsburgh. Uh, Clint, I think it's Cl- uh, uh What is it? Kalijah Cansey. And they're saying that he runs a 4'6 at 280 pounds as well. So we're going to see. It's going to be a freak show. It's going to be a freak show. But Zach Harrison going to make a lot of money because uh, whenever you're 270 plus and you run a sub 4'4, four, four, you're probably going to get paid. Um, Yeah, man. Usually you get end up, if you're a defensive tackle, you go first overall. Big cat. <laughs> so uh, going a little off the field, but still talking some football. Yeah. Um, Travis Kelsey going to host Saturday Night Live. Now, I got to mention this. Yeah. Uh, talking about streaming and this stuff like this. So, I caught a little Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Me and the old lady, that was, we were winding down. Okay. We, uh, we caught a I'm little like bit of Saturday Night Live. And, uh, well, we hadn't watched it in, the, in, in a while. Okay. Um, but, God, I tell you what, man, what we caught of it was, I mean, we were laughing out loud in bed. The, uh, was it the Woody Harrelson one? Or yes. Okay. Yes. The, um, the weekend update was great. But I'll tell you what, I was dying. So they they have these videos all over the internet. The you know the slingshot videos where somebody passes out oh, on the okay. on the ride. Oh yeah, slingshot well, them. the DMX slingshot video is the classic slingshot video. Oh, oh, Blake, you never seen it? I don't know. As you being the DMX fan that you are, I'm shocked. But you need to. We'll share this. Okay, with you okay. We well, yeah, I, I, I got you, my guy. But I got you. My it guy. had um, a home dude. Um, 
from Good Burger. Oh, uh, Keenan. Keenan. Yeah, Keenan Thompson in it. And, and, and man, I'll tell you what. I was just dying laughing. His physical comedy on that, like, I mean, his passing out was just like you see on all those, just, I mean, just straight nodding. And, I mean. Hey, he been he been making people laugh longer than half these cats been alive. Dude, that, oh, man. it was so, it was so brilliant. He'd be like, wake up telling secrets on himself. I mean, it was just, and they'd just be like right back down. Just, I mean, like falling out of the thing. It was just so, oh, man, it, it was it was so spot on to every video that I was seeing. Yeah. Just, I mean, I had me absolutely rolling. Travis Kelsey going to host uh, this uh, this weekend. This Saturday, and yeah. and um, I don't know, man. Well, I'd rather see another season of uh, his dating show than, than <laughs> see him host Saturday Night, <laughs> Night Live. Was it like on CMT or something? Or? His dating show? Yeah, didn't he have one? Yeah. Like, uh, God, what was it? Wasn't his brother I, just always just like... I thought it was I on v- I think it was on VH1. Okay, all right. I, well, they're all owned by the same yeah, company. Yeah, right? it was Viacom. Yeah. It was Viacom. Yeah. Viacom, they just throw it wherever. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I never watched that show, but I was just like... Because I'm like... I. I know of Travis Kelsey and what he does in Cleveland, and I'm like, these don't look like Travis Kelsey's type of women. <laughs> he, he likes them a little darker. Yes. Yeah, and I don't think that there are really too many of those. Those uh, he, They didn't have his flavor on that show, I don't think so. Well, not, not a lot of them. What they didn't realize is they were hedging the bet one way. Oh, uh, yeah? <laughs> the deck was stacked. Yeah. Opposite. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, the, 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 like- one, the one on The Bachelor, they're like, oh, Mm. <laughs> Poor girl. She's so nice. <laughs> Travis Kelsey she's, was on she's the got back. a lot. She's got a law degree. She's got, comes from a great family. Oh, I just, man, she going home. What? How long do you think she is kept around so he don't seem racist? <laughs> That's what they're thinking with this thing on Travis Kelsey. They're like, so what you're saying is all these blonde bitches are going home. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's like all right. There's one yellow bone here. Everybody go home. Everybody go home. Yeah. Kelsey yeah. got him one. I got you, girl. Looking like Beyonce over here. Bring your ass. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, but but Kelsey doing it. It made me want to bring up who's on your Mount Rushmore tight ends because I've been hearing a lot of talk since the Super Bowl that he might be considered one of the greatest. I don't think he's quite there yet, but is he in? Is he on your Mount Rushmore for tight ends? Uh, he is. I've done some research on okay. this uh, because I wanted I wanted to disprove <laughs> some of the people who were just going to be thrown up there. Okay, and so I wanted to say that you know, hey, you know, let's go by because you know, it's tough to go era yeah, to era. Yeah. And I was like, well, look, yeah, Kelsey was so important to the Super Bowl, blah, blah. And I was like, well, you know, you got how many yards Patrick Mahomes has thrown for and, and the difference between eras. So I thought, you know what? Let's go ahead and see what's up with Jay Novacek. Okay. And so I looked at Jay Novacek and, okay, you know, he's got he's got up there with uh, – pro. he's in the conversation with Pro Bowls and all pros mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And you look at his yards and you're like, yeah, man. Yeah, it was that pretty- ain't look right. That ain't yeah. look right. But then you go percentage. Yeah. Percentage of his yards towards Aikman's each season, mm-hmm. and what that racks up to. And so you go, okay, here's my here's my base level, mm-hmm. here's my base level, and then you start going around, and you're like, you know what? All these old time guys, they're all beating that base level, and 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 they're putting in every other thing on it. So I mean, yeah, he makes it. Uh, Gonzalez makes it. You said Novacek makes yours? No, 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 no. I'm like, I'm like a personal, like growing up as a Cowboys fan. Yeah. Sure. He wasn't far, he wasn't as far, he wasn't far off. He no, was it's not just, far the thing off. is like, the thing is just the, the years that we remember, those were his great years. It's sure. like there was no, he didn't emerge until he was with Aikman. And that four-year run 
was right. was the four year run, and, and his and usage was, yeah. rate was up there among the best. It was not ish, yeah. Um, but now Travis Kelsey, uh, Gonzalez, mm-hmm. um, and I, um, Gronk, mm-hmm. and I really didn't want to put him up here. I really didn't, and I really kind of looked at a lot of different options, and I couldn't find a better one because. You know, aside from Tony Gonzalez, who owns all the records, yeah. you got he had to championships, and you got championships yeah. on the other two guys that go along with the numbers. But the numbers are the numbers, man. And he was dominant. Can I guess? Go ahead. Shannon Sharp. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, well, it's a tie. Shannon Sharp gets the gets in because the ships. Because the ships. Because. Right, the other one out there is Antonio Gates. I'll say yeah. Antonio Gates. Gates is my honorable mention. And and what it came down to it is, you know, you they're so close in everything there, as far as like it, it depends on what you waited on, and so me hearing your list and me seeing my list. It makes me think, does everybody have the same five guys fighting for four spots? I mean, to me, when I, when I, saw, the, when I saw this question, it was like, okay, who would I? The only two I was for sure on mm-hmm. were Tony G and Gronk. Yeah. I was like 100%. The other two spots, yeah. I feel like there's like four guys. Yeah. And if you make the argument for any two of them, yeah. that's fine. And to me, it's one of those things, it's not, it's, it's not fair because before Shannon Sharp, like Shannon Sharp changed the game, you know, and, that, and to me that's why he has to be on there because you didn't even think about drafting a Tony Gonzalez if Shannon Sharp wasn't out here doing what he did. Like, you know, he was different than everybody else. It's like, because he's really, he's a swole-ass wide receiver playing inside. At six foot two, 230 pounds, that's a wide receiver today. That's not a tight end. But he definitely ran like that, and he – and to me, it's just all the like he owned all the tight end records until Gonzalez took him from him. So I think that at one point in time, you could have said that Shannon Sharp could was arguably the greatest receiving tight end. The, the kicker for me really was uh, the dominance of Sharp during the Super Bowl years. Mm-hmm. When I because like I said, I went with one of my main criteria was percentage usage, mm-hmm. and you're talking about the percentage share of yards that he was getting from Elway. Oh yeah. Um, it was, I mean, you're talking about uh, 22, 23% out of 4,000 yards. Yeah. And then the touchdowns, and it's like, man, you know, Gates, I love you. Yeah. But Gates, you don't, you know, maybe if if Gates hadn't had some of the injuries there, mm-hmm. then the numbers would have been so ridiculous that it couldn't keep but up. I just but think, the, numbers, the numbers are close. The but to me, but it's, it's amazing for Gates to be number five. This is a guy who, you know, went to Michigan State as a football player, and there's like, you can't play basketball. He's like, cool, I'm out. I'll play basketball for four years. I'll be back playing football, though. Goes undrafted, and then in the same year that we draft Jason Witten, and we got two Hall of Fame tight ends coming out of the same the same draft class. And I just think it, just those two guys, it's like Jason Witten, he's an honorable mention, but he, to me it's like Gates is just better. Like you know, And, I, and to me, if you're going to tell me that, that Jason Witten is better than Antonio Gates, then – then you you should have you should be on the Dallas Bias Club because that is a Dallas Bias. There, there's there's no blocking in in this in, no, in, in, on the rush more. They don't have all. Well, that, and that's <laughs> my, that's probably why Gronk is number one to everybody because it's like can't none of y'all block like him. No, it's Gronk's like, not and, number one. I mean, I you, I don't think you can take unless you go championships. But then you'd have to go Brady against what Tony Gonzalez has had. But I, I don't think Tony Gonzalez could lose number one. I mean, he is. 
His numbers are, in, you know. Well, I just think that the amount of time that Gronk played versus Tony Gonzalez, it's like Gronk could have could have had untouchable records that nobody that we'd all just talk about. It's like, man, will there ever be another Gronk? He to me, he, he's yeah, it's almost here's, here's. it's almost to like a Barry Sanders point to where it's like I'm out. It's like y'all got the film. It's like <laughs> no, I, I won't even I won't disparage him because, like I said, we could depending on the day I could talk myself in and out of Barry mm-hmm. Sanders. Uh, uh, on who's greatest running back, just based on like, well, hey, could he have ran behind this line, a better line? Because that's not what he's into. That's yeah. not his thing. Mm-hmm. Would he would have been magical then? You just had to go based on the. Looking back, man. Uh, hey, Jimmy Gronk, loved Gronk's, 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 he, Gronk's, he, Gronk's physicality yeah. uh, and the stuff that was just like. Never did I see people just like we had a game plan against Tony Gonzalez and we can't stop him. Yeah. So because well, the thing is, you could. It's so like that's, I guess that's that's because the whole thing with Kansas City. It's like Gronk. we'll let Tony Gonzalez catch everything. Y'all still Kansas City, and y'all gonna lose. Right. Gronk, uh, you know, is like I said. You just we're gonna have two guys on him. We're just gonna nope. They just fell off of him, and he just bullied his way in. And he's not as big as a bully should be. He's just Gronk. Yeah. He's, he's just. Grr. He is he, just. He is like if, if, you look, if you look up dumb jock, you should see his picture. When, when right y'all there, were right? talking earlier about the, the uh, guy like playing with blocks, yeah, the very first person I think <laughs> in my mind was Gronk. You, know, you know, they uh, he got to New England and one of his coaches. I was saw this story the other day. His coach is like, you know, you're not dumb. I thought you were dumb, but I figured out you're just kind of acting dumb. So I'm not going to ask you it's, to do anything. It's like. like <laughs> It's you gotta set set the expectations low, to where it's like show up to class high the first day, man. Hey, man, set that set that level of what they you know what to expect. And hey, it's know. like go to that job interview pretty baked. You know what I'm saying? Just make sure you shower up. Yeah, it's, <laughs> hey, set the expectations. Then they'll ask you what's you wrong them. whenever you're not. Right? It's, it's the baseline, man. Yeah. Get your baseline read right. on everything. And yeah, man, I I you know you're a smart cat if you decide to do one of the things that few people had done before him, and now more people are. I'm going to live off my endorsements, yeah. and I'm not cashing one of these game checks, which is now more of a thing. Um, closing things up here, uh, I think we, I, we're we all consensus on that, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, we're just going to throw yeah. another face on there, and you know what? It's time for Mount Rushmore to get another face. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes- And Gates, we some, put a fifth face on there. Some, sometimes we need to have a conversation about- it. Who should be the be fifth too, face on? On the actual Mount Rushmore. Yeah, yeah. You know? They, they, I just see that space right there like- Y'all could put a face. Somebody, there. I mean, you know, I la- not. Y'all can laser etch it. Something, I, you know, I, something. I mean, you there's know, got to be a fast. Yeah, it's it. like oh, uh, we made oh, a, we made I a mean, huge mold or something. That's. Ooh, <laughs> I want to and I want to see it constructed. And, we're just we're just gonna, speed we're it up. Gonna attach it. Hey, attach it. I'll watch yeah. that documentary. It's just like just press fast forward and just see it get built. There you get time yeah, lapse, man. Oh. Somebody make a lot of money just get the camera rights to be able to time lapse yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. Anyway, so entertainment before we close things out. Um, yeah, are y'all, did y'all hear History of the World Part Two is coming out as a show on Hulu starting I've this heard week? This. Yeah, uh, who you're familiar with History of the World Part One? Mel Brooks, uh, some of his was it early eighties? It's it's probably before we were born, it's just, or right right, it's around, right the time around the, we around the time we were born. This but, is yeah. not something I'm really aware of. I, yeah, was, but, I, I know, thought History of the World was going to be uh, one of the British thing. The uh, oh, the, like uh, uh, Monty Python. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Monty Python. It's, 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 on, the it's in okay. the same realm. Like, and, it's I, definitely, and I don't it's and I don't like the British comedy. It 100 percent is the same vibe. It's the same vibe without British accents. Okay. Can you can you get down with that? I'm not a big British comedy. Before I saw, well, it's not British comedy. Yeah, like his. Well, you're just saying that type of humor. It does The act. It's not that. 
accent. It's no, the dryness it's, of it. Yeah. The dryness of it. Yeah. I mean, what I, they find funny. I yeah. Mean, I remember being a kid, and one of the things I remember about this movie is you see Moses comes down and he's like, I give you these 15, and, <laughs> and then he drops a the tablet uh, falls ten. <laughs> and then he says, These 10 commandments. <laughs> like, uh, it's, that's a okay. that's a classic it's, movie it's, scene yeah, that you said. Uh, yeah. okay. If you catch that scene, you'll be like, I do remember that. Yeah. That. That sparks yeah. some interest. Yeah. Okay, so it is a history of the world. Yeah. But uh, so a history Nick, of the Nick world is, in there. is going to pick up where it left off, maybe? or I'm not sure, but know. Wanda Sykes is in there. Nick Kroll's in there. Ike Barinholtz. A lot of, uh, you oh, know. Oh, then I'm definitely sold on yeah. this. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, so it, it, there's a lot of funny people in there that we're all familiar with. So I think it's at least worth a watch. So maybe we can talk about it next week. But do you want to go real quick? Did you come up with your re- revival or your reboot? I Anybody did. got their revival or their reboot? I uh, did, but I found out mine existed already. Oh, really? What was it? Which one was yeah, the, it? The Seinfeld when he found that, oh, yeah, that the thing. Twitter. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, mine, mine was what I told y'all outside. I'm, sti- I'm sticking with it. I'm going, I'm going with three sports movies. Okay. I'm going with the program. <laughs> okay. I'm going with Little Big League. Uh-huh. And I'm going with a... Not it's kind of like a reboot, not necessarily a revival. Mm-hmm. Rookie of the Year. But we're going like... I fall down and hurt my arm. <laughs> your ass. And then all of a sudden. And then I know, die. No, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the twist. My arm gets better, not falls off. <laughs> and then I do that, and, you know, I got I to gotta realize that my life was better at home with my old lady Amanda than it was trying to be Johnny Superstar, live that Major League Baseball lifestyle that was empty <laughs> without my love. As opposed to, you know, why that kid ever decided to go back to fucking junior high like he's missing out on some shit. Fucking, oh, mom, my life was meaningless for fucking junior high. Fuck that shit. Kids don't know anything. Yeah. All right, well, I got a couple. Uh, Last Starfighter. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to see that redone just because it's a little sci-fi, fun family action. I just think that with Special today's technology, be like, you know, it's a movie that was graded pretty well when it came out. So I just think that with better technology, it'd just be a... A beautiful thing to see, you know, space, fighting, lasers. Yeah, I'm all about that. Uh, On the other side, the good guys, Colin Hanks and Bradley Whitford. I don't know if you remember, it ran one season, like probably 15 years ago. And I loved that show. And it's just writer strike happened and all your favorite shows went away. And then then they come back with more and more reality shows after that. So good guys is a good one. And then another Fox show, The Grinder. (laughs) You've seen The Grinder? Yeah. The Grinder is amazing. Rob Lowe, Fred Savage. Now, I think Fred Savage is canceled, so I don't know if that'll ever happen. Uh, we'll look it up. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, The Grinder. I thought it was hilarious. I thought that that... Who, who was in the other guys again? The other guys, it was Bradley Whitford and Colin Hanks. Colin Hanks. Yes. Colin Hanks, man. Colin Hanks just can't catch a break. He's he, underrated, they Not the other guys. Huh? Not no, I'm guys. sorry. The good guys. The good guys. The good guys. The good guys. Other guys Colin is, Hanks is my favorite they keep movie. Trying to put him, oh, yeah. They keep trying to put him as a detective in different stuff. Like, he always played a cop. Yeah, he was in Fargo. He was yeah, great. He, was he had Fargo. Fargo. Yeah. Fargo. That season of Fargo is fantastic. Now I did say the other guys, but remember we did talk about I want a other guys prequel f- starring Samuel L. Jackson and The Rock as as uh, what is it High Tower and whatever their names yeah, are. Yeah, no, that'd be but, good. Yeah, be I think solid. that'd be amazing, and I think it ends. The movie ends with them falling off the building. Yeah. <laughs> jumping off the building. Leads up to the beginning. Oh yeah, though. leads up to the beginning of the other guys. I like that. Yeah, and you could have little Will Ferrell just in the background, and they don't talk to him at all, and you just see him just being his regular weird norm, uh, weird self, and then see Mark Wahlberg like kicking stuff or knocking over water coolers in the background. But ooh, 
Ooh, he shoots Jeter in the movie. Oh, yes, yes, yes. See? That's why they call me the Yankee Clipper. They need it. Because you shot Derek Jeter. (laughs) The Yankee Clipper. (laughs) He's a biracial angel. (laughs) Oh, on that note. Oh, my God. Jordan Body, Patrick Gallagher, I'm Blake Higginson. Dallas Bias Club out. Peace. (laughs) Oh, man. Shot Jeter, you dick.